Welcome back, Hemming Brains, to the Hemming Brains Trust podcast. Talking about Hemingway's shorts and poems, number four, Mitragliatrice. Mitragliatrice. Um, beautiful. It's the weekend. It's Friday night. I am very happy about that. I've had a long couple of weeks, and now it's the weekend, so I'm pretty wrapped. My uh, weekend is full of Christmas things which is nice. Not exactly um, restful, though, but very nice. And um, my Christmas gift to myself from you guys, <laughs> um, your Christmas gift to me, I should say, is nice, short reads. Um, so today's reading is Mitragliatrice. probably saying that all wrong. Mitragliatrice. One of the poems by Hemingway. The poem goes like this. The mills of the gods grind slowly, but this mill chatters in mechanical staccato. Ugly, short infantry of the mind advancing over difficult terrain make this corona their mitralius. That's the poem. The discussion prompts for this. Weird that it uses that word, that word being corona. And what do you make of this poem? The poem went a little bit over my head, like I read it a couple of times trying to fi- figure out exactly what it meant. There is, um, of course, the fact that the word metrelius is in a different language. Um, it's French for machine gun, and metragliatrice is the Italian word for the same thing. And I also didn't know corona um, you know, what What was that um, referring to? Techrific said, Hey, Techrific, Techrific, haven't seen you for ages. I hope you're all good. hope everything's uh, going well. Techrific said, What is terror if not the mind is engaged? What could be more terrifying than machine gun fire making a halo of light over the enemy? Um, is that meaning the corona? Corona is derived from crown, a crown. I come to this poem knowing next to nothing about its origin, but I suspect it must be from Hemingway's time as an ambulance driver in Italy. I suspect using the word for machine gun in both Italian and French is to avoid repetition, but also to indicate two sides, the duality of combat, the cowboys and the Indians aspect of the thing. Death in its natural state takes time hopefully, so that's the mills of the gods part, but the machine gun death is swift and terrifying. Ugly little bullets that make up an artificial infantry and unhuman and inhuman in its purpose and design. The use of corona to indicate a circle is evocative, the circle of life, the circle of the machine gun part that holds the ammunition, the circular motion that the machine gun operator makes when firing the crown and the dispersal pattern that makes it. This short poem tries to distill a moment in time, the feelings involved and the unnaturalness of it all. I think it succeeds on all fronts, but I'm not sure I like it. That said, I'm glad I read it and think about it. Huh. Met, uh, Strick one said, I agree, there's a lot of militaristic imagery in this poem. It has another more specific meaning for which you need to know the Corona reference is actually a model of typewriter that Hemingway used. 
There's a Hemingway quote floating around the internet saying, The Corona 3 is the only psychiatrist I would ever submit to, but I have not been able to find the quote where this comes from. So he's comparing the mechanical staccato of the Mitrilus to that of a typewriter. The ugly short infantry of the mind advancing over difficult terrain uses the typewriter as a machine gun. I'll also... Oh, that's really cool. I'll also add that the mills of the gods grinding slowly isn't necessarily a reference to death. The full saying is usually written as the mills of the gods grind slowly, but they grind exceedingly small. It's referencing divine retribution. Even though the gods often bring retribution late, everybody will eventually be accounted for and will pay for their actions in a sort of what goes around comes around way. Okay, so that's a reference to a saying. The god, the mills of the gods grind slowly, but they grind exceedingly small. Okay, so... Yeah, okay, so they grind... It, it takes a long time to grind, because it's a slow movement, but they'll do a very good, thorough job of that grinding. They'll grind it into exceedingly small particles. So the gods' mill moves slow, but it is effective. Uh, it's de- referencing divine int- retribution. Even though the gods often bring retribution late, everyone will eventually be accounted for and will pay for their actions in a sort of what goes around comes around way. Besides being a love poem to a typewriter, it also feels like it's about the power, whether good or ill, of writing. Writing is compared both to war and mitralius, a divine retribution, and not only is it compared to divine retribution, it seems to be saying that it's faster than it. The mills of the gods grind slowly, but this mill chatters in mechanical staccato, Hemingway dissing the speed of gods. Wow, okay. So, um, I love that Tecrific and Matic Strick have both read this poem and taken completely different meanings from it. I want to read it again now with this thought about the corona being the... Um, the typewriter. The mills of the gods grind slowly, um, but they grind exceedingly small, is the inferred second but not written part to that. But this mill, my typewriter, chatters in mechanical staccato, ugly short infantry of the mind. Uh, Ugly short infantry of the mind, so it's a tool of the mind advancing over difficult terrain make this corona their metrius their machine gun that's a weird the ending theirs who who's they who's they but this mill so he's referring to his own yeah okay very interesting I really like it I don't even know what it means, but I really like it. Uh, all right. I feel like we can move further into this. Let's see what Swims to the Mama Fishy has to say. Uh, Uh, sorry, I'm reading a different comment. I'll, I'll circle back around to it in a minute. Uh, Swim said this, I really liked this poem. I believe Hemingway is referencing this quote at the beginning. Mills of the gods grind slowly, but they grind exceedingly fine, meaning destiny will deliver an outcome that is correct, just and inevitable, though it may take a long time to come to be. Yeah, and I think it also means like justice will come slowly, but it will come um, thoroughly. You know, it, it will be... 
uh, effective, highly effective. To me, this is juxtaposed with a machine gun which delivers a much more rapid outcome. It seems to me that Hemingway believes destiny is on the side of the Allies in World War I. He emphasizes this by naming the machine gun in French and Italian. France and Italy were allies in the First World War. The corona is a nice metaphor for the gunfire coming from the machine gun. The corona is a rarefied gaseous envelope of the sun and other stars. The sun's corona is normally visible only during a total solar eclipse when it is seen as an irregularly shaped pearly glow surrounding the darkened disk of the moon. I was lucky to see a total solar eclipse in 2017. The imagery totally fits machine gun firing. I think Hemingway is implying the machine gun should replace infantry advancing. Yeah, I think he's mixing some metaphors together, isn't he? So, um, is he saying... You know, I don't know. I don't know. I'm trying to um, you know, uh, make sense of the start and the end in sort of reference to each other. Yeah, sorry. I'm literally just reading it and thinking. Anyway, um, I'm too dumb. There you go. How about that? Uh, <laughs> so, Wim said the mum of fish. She also said this. Regarding My Old Man, Britannica has a nice analysis. My Old Man was written during those golden years when Hemingway, in his early 20s, was living in Paris, given up journalism, and was trying to make it as a serious writer. He was poor. Much of the little money he had disappeared at the betting booth, at the racetrack, for among his many passions, which included bullfighting, war, and hunting animals, was a passion for horses and betting. Also, Hemingway critic Wendelin Tetlow writes, My Old Man is an initiation story where a young boy's innocence is stripped away, and that is told from the child's point of view in a first-person narrative. Um, My Old Man is a 1979 American-made for television drama, film starring Christy McNoll, Warren Oates, Aileen Brennan, uh, and it's available on Amazon Prime. Well, there you go. Uh, uh, da, da, da. Oh, okay. Um, very interesting. So, I, th I feel like everything Hemingway ever wrote was made into a film. <laughs> and some good films. Uh, Lady Rostover says this. This was a boring one for me. That's how I feel about Hemingway generally. I was really worried for Ander, like what if he gets bored like me after idolizing the guy for so long? The part when he said French was an easy language was the part that had my whole attention. I was like, how? How? Am I dumb? Um, I'm sure you're not dumb. And thanks for that worry. I had kind of had the same worry as well, like, you know, my whole little theory, which was sort of um, the backbone of my writing career so far for over 10 years since I started writing books um, and all my advancement as a writer you know everything I, every time I write I feel like I get better at it and the kind of theory at the base of that was you know as I explained yesterday and um, you know if Hemingway sucked then <laughs> that all fell apart and to be honest those the two two three stories we've read so far um, are good but they're not great 
I think I liked the first one the best and I don't know. But then I'm also aware that these are really early writings. He was he was just a kid. He was 20-something, you know, and this is um, well before he wrote his great books. I'm also very aware that, you know, he won the Nobel Prize for The Old Man and the Sea and many people's main criticism of that book is that it's boring <laughs> and, like, nothing happens. It's just about a guy in a fishing boat. And, like, that's fine. I haven't read it. And I fully understand that his books aren't um, super exciting. This one was pretty boring, though. Halfway through it, I was thinking, come on, like, I don't care. <laughs> that's what I was thinking. I don't care. It did get me a bit at the end. Um, I thought the ending was good and sad and um, visceral. But um, you know what? Don't worry about it too much because... I don't know, after that, like this morning, I think it was when I was um, milling around. Uh, when was it? It was probably when I was at work today, actually. I'm thinking about it. And um, thinking about how unimpressive that story was. It's kind of a nice thought to think like, I feel like I can write a better story than that. <laughs> like I really am quite sure I can write a better story than that and I'm not saying I can write a better story than Hemingway's best story but I do feel like I can write a better story than that particular one and there's something kind of comforting in that like I'm quite sure I can people would disagree that's fine um, but I don't know so yeah don't don't feel worried about my um you know my my hero being shattered because yeah i don't know i feel like i've outgrown that myth now and i'm ready to move on to phase five of my writing career whatever you want to call it um call it phase two hope for a phase three and that it's better that's a quote from me <laughs> it's a quote from one of my own stories all right i think um on that note now that i've quoted the great me I believe it was me who said, <laughs> um, to quote me, and now that we've done that, let's end this podcast. Short and sweet, hey? It's not even that short. I've been rambling for 20 minutes. Cool. Um, thanks for listening. Have an excellent weekend. Uh, I'll see you tomorrow. <laughs>